Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back and happy new year. Happy new year. Zach and Matthew here bringing you season two of Just Browsing in this beautiful and hopefully better new year of 2021. Yes. Um, just a brief rundown of the season two status so we don't get confused here. We're going to continue our episode counter going up from season one. We're just going to use season two as the, you know, identifier for year two of, you know, the podcast. So yeah. this is season two, episode, what, 29, I believe? Something like that. And, you know, happy new year and let's get 2021 popping off with... A 2016 movie flashback. Zach, take it away. <laughs> Nicely done. That was a good good little intro. I yeah, you know, ESPN's asked me. <laughs> they've listened to a couple episodes. They want me to come do some okay. 30 for 30 intros for them. So I'm really sweet, trying to sweet. get some more recordings out there. Dude, more income. That's always <laughs> a good thing. Yeah, so uh, Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to Season 2 of the podcast. And welcome to our, I think, let's see, fourth episode in the movie flashback series we've done so far we've done 2013 2014 and 2015 so welcome to the 2016 movie flashback so real quickly for everyone who is a returning listener of those episodes we're gonna kind of follow the same format that we have in the previous episodes of just covering the list of movies that i saw in that year go over um, how many stars i gave each movie matt will try and find some that i didn't see uh, that are that are not on my list, and then we will talk about top grossing movies for that year, and also whoever won Best Picture in 2016. Um, and for anyone new to this series of podcasts, basically what we're doing here is I'm a movie nerd, and what I do every single year at the end of the year, which I just did actually the other day for the year 2020, we'll get to that in a few episodes. What a year. Uh, I put together an Excel spreadsheet of all the movies that I saw during the year that were released that calendar year. And I rank them on a scale of one to five stars and I come up with my top five for the year. And it ends up being kind of a fun thing to go back and look at years later, you know, just to get a little snapshot of what what movies I saw in 2013, for example, and which movies I thought were the best that year. And um, one thing that we've been doing, so this is kind of our first go at this and we're going to go back through and do kind of like the movie flashback redos and what we've basically done is compiled a list of all of the movies that I have seen since whatever year that was that wasn't included on the initial list and then we're redoing our top five with the new movies included because obviously since 2013 or 2014 or whatever it is I've seen more movies that were released that year since then that I hadn't seen that year, so those will definitely be incorporated into consideration. And, and I will uh, be rattling off a list of not necessarily all movies, but notable movies that I'm surprised were not watched that year. So yes. Zach can sit there and go, oh yeah, I didn't see John Wick in theaters for some reason. <laughs> Yet it would make my top two. Well, I told you that... That's that you have terrible taste in movies. <laughs> That's why we're doing the redos and we're going back because I have seen a lot more movies <laughs> since these years than I did those years, which is kind of incredible because I see a lot of movies as it already stands. But By the way, this uh, podcast anyway. episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the superior light beer. Right. Little plug. We're not getting paid by Michelob Ultra, which is horseshit. But Eventually. Eventually. So, without further ado... I guess what I'm doing right now is I'm actually kind of going through here and 
looking up best picture. So I actually I have that info now. If you want to look up the top grossing while we're doing this, I'll oh, I already got it. Do you want okay. me to start with my list of movies that I don't think are on your list? Because there's one that came out in week two, or I guess you could say week three of the new year that is not on your list. Hit me with it. Thirteen hours. The Secret Soldiers mm-hmm. of Benghazi. Yep, I have seen that, but I don't think it was phenomenal that. movie. Tragic, a tragic That's story. A Very tragic story. Phenomenal movie. That's a good. That one. is the fourth or fifth movie on this list, and I'm like, damn, this is gonna be a long night with this list because I, uh, I saw that one years after it came out. I think Sam was a really big fan of that movie, and he showed it to me. It's it's good. Features uh, John Krasinski. Uh, Krasinski. With a real like transformative role going from like his office persona from, to like this badass bearded mm-hmm. soldier guy. Is I really like Navy SEAL now. And the guy who um the guy who's kind of the lead dude in that, James Badge Dale, he's in the Pacific. The Pacific yep. He's, he's in he's, a lot of he's other He's a guy stuff. in Iron Man three too. Yes. He's a good actor. I yeah. like him a lot. Like everything I see him, I'm like, hey, it's that dude. I well, like and, him. Uh, I don't know the actor's name, but Roy from The Office is also in he's one of the soldiers. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a good movie. It's a fucking action pack. It's you know like it sucks though is it's a true story. Mm-hmm. Like you're like oh this is like great movie and then you go shit this is like real like yep. this actually happened. I like, believe. Let me just double check. I believe that's a Michael Bay movie. Right? It is Michael Bay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yep. Yeah, that's a dope movie. And then what else? What else is on? I mean, like Ride Along Two came out the same day. I, I wouldn't really expect you to see that one, but that's see, the Ice Cube and Kevin Hart. It wasn't really. I didn't like Ride Along One, so I didn't watch Ride Along Two. I never even saw a Ride Along One, so yeah, that one's not on my list. And then one that was really funny is uh, Dirty Grandpa with Zac Efron and Robert De Niro. I, I haven't seen that. Either. Hilarious. It, I mean, I thought it was hilarious. People probably were like, "That's stupid," but it was just funny because you have Zac Efron and then you have Robert De Niro, and you're like. There's two completely different generations mm-hmm. acting in the same movie. And it was funny, so... That movie seemed kind of like, uh, you know, Zac Efron probably had done the first Neighbors at that point, I would imagine. I think that Yeah, because like, I think right the this. Neighbors of Sorority comes out this year. Oh, okay. So I think it's, it's like, on your list. It looks like a Neighbors movie with Robert De Niro in it, right. which is kind of funny because in Neighbors too, don't they do like a Robert De Niro-themed party where they're all like playing a different Robert De Niro I think character so. from a movie? Do you want me to run through this or should we go through your list first so then... We well, don't. we've already started on yours, so let's All just right. keep going. Yeah, let's just well, and just catch me if it's on your list, and just okay. if not on the list. But Kung Fu Panda three, I don't know if you're a big Kung Fu Panda fan. I the first love, one is so good. Yeah, I loved the first one. I don't think I've seen the sequels. Uh, if, if I have, it's been like bits and pieces, and I couldn't tell you which one I saw. The first one's excellent, though. I fucking love Kung Fu Panda. Um, Zoolander two is that on your list? Um, no, I don't think it is because I never. I've seen the first one, but I have not seen the second one. I the first one is just it's one of those movies you like watch and you're like it's funny but like honestly that weird. one you know we have our mutual friend Tyler from oh. high school used to quote that movie all the time and honestly when I finally watched Zoolander it felt like a letdown compared to how funny I thought it was going to be based on like how funny he made it seem yeah. and I was like eh this movie's okay but it's, yeah, it's, it's not, not like anything yeah. to write home about yeah it's not it's not as hilarious as he made it seem all the time yeah and then there was like Eddie the Eagle with uh, Hugh Jackman I remember that coming out I never saw that though I never saw it either um, I think some of those are on there let's see because that's the one Eddie the Eagle has that Taron Egerton guy who uh, he was in the movie Rocket Man recently yeah I believe so he was also in the Kingsman movies He's a pretty good actor. I like him. Um, 
Is the Divergent series Legion on your list? Mm, it might be because I think I've seen that. It, well, it might not be on the list, but I have seen it. Right. So, so it's not on your current list because that one's. I don't think it's on the list. That one came out. And then is Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice on your list? Because that came out yes. that year as well. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's on the list. All right. Let's see. I'm Batman. Where is she, <laughs> Rachel? Um, I'm trying to like go off ones that I didn't. Oh, did you watch Ratchet and Clank? Did you see the Ratchet and Clank movie? No, because I, I didn't. And I, but I'm really disappointed now the, that I didn't even know there was a movie out there. Dude, the the actual cover. You know how you can set like a background on your PlayStation Four is Ratchet and Clank on screen. It's the Ratchet and Clank, but it's from the movie that I never saw. I was just like, <laughs> Hey, Ratchet and oh, Clank, Ratchet I'm gonna put Clank. this on there. Is X Men? Apo- I'm assuming X Men Apocalypse yes. is on. Okay, yes. yes. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows. That was the first live-action one with Megan Fox, I believe, right? That might be the sequel. sequel. I think we covered the first one on the last podcast we did in 2015, I think. Mm, Or maybe 2014, I don't know. In trouble. But I haven't seen the sequel. I saw the first one with Will Arnett, but I never saw the sequel. I know The Conjuring's on there. Mm -hmm. Now You See Me Too? I don't know if that's on your list. Nope, I don't think so. Because I don't think I've actually seen that. I've seen the first one, but not the second one. Uh, Independence Day Resurgence. I don't think that was on your list. Never saw it. You never saw that? I heard it was fucking garbage, though. I mean, it's literally like the exact same as the first one. one. Just bigger. The first one's a classic. Just bigger ships, and now we have... a. Space base on the moon. Right. When it's when it's fourth of July, like fire me up some Independence Day. Give me some Will Dude. Smith punching aliens and smoking cigars. Did you watch the BFG? No. I've seen parts of it on TV, but I've never seen the whole thing. Looks really weird. Or Mike and Dave need wedding dates. That movie I have is seen hilarious. That. That's a funny one. I, I didn't see that in that year, but I have since seen it and it's <sighs> fucking funny. Uh is Ghostbusters on your list? No. The remake? The all female one? Yeah. No. I haven't seen it. Uh, Bad Moms, another good one. I've seen, oddly enough, the sequel to Bad Moms, but I've never seen the first the one. The first one? <laughs> we watched Bad Moms Christmas the other day just because it was Christmas, and I was like, fuck it. It's actually pretty funny. Uh, Sausage Party? Did you ever watch I Sausage Party? I never saw Sausage oh, Party. Oh, my dude. That is a movie to to watch with, like, just you alone, or yeah, if Taya's yeah. okay with cringe shit, watch it with Taya. Yeah, I heard it was pretty it vulgar and... Bad, and it, it's a grocery store, but the shit that goes on in there, I'm like, dude, oh no. Let's just take a second and look up the cast list for Sausage Party because it was like it, that's a Seth well, you Rogen got, vehicle, right? So, yeah, let me where'd it go? So you got Seth Rogen and say, Kristen Wiig are like the two main characters. Well, oh, dude, you also have Michael Sarah, James Franco, Bill Hader. Salma Hayek, Jonah Hill, <laughs> and they're all just playing like fruits and vegetables or something, right? Nick fruits, Cole, vegetables. I think Danny uh, McBride. I Ed think Norton's Seth Rogen plays a hot dog, and Craig I think Robinson, Seth Rogen, Paul Rudd. Yeah, oh, it's wow. I, it is bad though, bro. Chris I'm like, bad as in not a good movie, or bad as in no like, bad. Oh, shit, I can't bad as in like enough. if you were watching with your parents, your parents would probably turn and look at you while you were like. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe I'm watching this. My parents, dude. How how fucking awesome is it though that they made a movie like that where they're just like, "Hey, listen, we're gonna make a movie. We're gonna an make an animated a p- movie about. <laughs> it's pretty much an animated porno. An animated porn about fruits and vegetables, and we're just gonna act like stoners and have like really vulgar, debaucherous fucking language the entire time, but just dude, because we can't because it sounds it's, like a fun time. It's hilarious. I mean, you gotta watch it. Um, I think Sully's on your list. Yeah, I've seen Sully. Is Snowden on your list? 
No, but I just saw Snowden the other day, actually. Crazy. Like, very recently. Good movie. Is Magnificent Seven on your list? Yes. All right, that's a great movie, too. That's a good one. Uh, okay, well, that's a great movie. We'll talk about that one later. Because I know it's Send me a piece of that corn for later. Send me a piece of that corn for later. Almost done. Oh, I thought that said American Psycho. I'm in November already. Okay. Is Doctor Strange on your list? should be. If it's not, you are a failure. Well, it's not somehow. I don't really know you're what happened there. You're a failure. It's trolls. <laughs> no, that was funny. No, no. Okay. Uh, okay, that one's on there. Moana. That's the year Moana came out. Still haven't seen Moana. Ty said it's pretty good though. It's pretty good. Um, and Patriots Day is Patriots Day on your list? Because that's Ooh, a good. That's a good movie. One. I don't think it is on my list, but I have seen that since then, and it's fucking good. Okay. Well, that was pretty much the list. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more movies that came out, but these are the big notable ones. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I mean, there's a decent... That was probably the most that we've hit that you didn't see. So, yeah. you're a pretty pathetic moviegoer in the year of 2016. Right. 39 movies that I saw that year. Okay. Well, think about there. the past couple years when you saw 50 plus. Yep. It happens. Um, <laughs> okay. So, you ready for information download? We are going to run through all the movies that made it on the list that year that were released that year that I saw that year in basically what it, well, I guess it would be ascending order from lowest stars to highest ranked stars. And keep in mind the stars right. are on a scale of one to five stars and I'm, I'm given, you can give half stars. Um, so without further ado, I'm starting with a horror movie called the witch, which I gave one and a half stars, which probably a lot of indie fans slash horror movie fans are going to shit on me for because that movie is kind of heralded by a lot of horror fans but I just thought it was just not very good I was very excited for it I thought it was going to be one of those horror movies that I was going to be really impressed with and it just wasn't I don't know just not very good never seen it Brothers Grimsby which is the what's the dude from Borat what the fuck's his name uh, my name's Borat hang on I this don't know that bother guy's me. Name. I'm looking it up real quick stand by stand by Old Sasha Baron Cohen. So it's a Sasha Baron Cohen movie, and it's just not very good. And frankly, it's kind of trash. Like two stars is 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 probably rather high for that one. Um, Central Intelligence, which if you remember was the Rock and Kevin Hart movie. I think that was their action comedy first movie together, right? That was the start of their. It might it might be it might be their first one. It's kind of a a cheesy like it's. I don't know. It. I, I, gave, I gave it two stars. So um, that was the one and a half to two stars category. Now we're in two and a half stars. The Jack Reacher sequel, Jack Reacher Never Go Back, is just a real disappointment compared to the first one. I'll touch on that later. Office Christmas Party, I gave two and a half stars. Honestly, Office Christmas Party seems like one of those movies that should be way better than it is. And you watch it and you're like, man, that was, I was really expecting more from that. I, I thought like, it was funny, but it was one of those movies. I feel like they gave you all the funny parts in the preview. Exactly. And they yeah. like suckered you in and you're like, yeah. and then you watch it and you're like, well, this is not as funny as you're I like, was. It was funny, promise. but like, yeah. yeah, I ran out of funny parts right. three quarters of the way through yeah. and I was not happy. It's okay. It's fine. Um, Batman for Superman, Dawn of justice. I gave three stars. Um, so bad. That's a very complicated, just like, the entire DC extended universe, very complicated subject matter there. I don't get me wrong. When Batman vs Superman is on TV, they show it on TNT all the time. It's entertaining as hell. I'll, I'll watch it, but it's such a bad movie, but just story wise and like dialogue and stuff, just real rough. I mean, without digging too deep into this, 
You have a superhero, a true, who has one thing in the universe that can kill him <laughs> against a billionaire or trillionaire or just a really... Jacked Ben Affleck. Really, yeah. Like, the dude could shoot lasers out of his eyes. Yeah. The dude could throw a building at you. That's not, like, to me, what makes that movie not work. It's just... Well, but that's it's, a storyline if you think it's about it. Structurally incoherent. Like the story, just it's all over the place. In, the, in all within the same movie, they're trying to. This is only like two movies in, or something like that, to the DC universe. I think maybe. Even, well, they, they tried to catch up to. I don't even know uh, what Marvel. was before that. There was Man of Steel, obviously had come out, and then I don't know what they released after that. Because it hadn't been a Batman with. Ben it Affleck. wasn't a Batman with Ben Affleck. There wasn't a Wonder Woman movie before that, and then. Or maybe there was a Wonder Woman movie. I, I think that we no, went I over think a Wonder Woman. No, I think Wonder Woman came out after this. I think it What's, came out in like 2017. Why are we doing this? We have fucking computers right here. Technology is bad. Wonder Woman. It came out in 1984, bro. Yeah, 2017. Okay, so Wonder Woman doesn't come out until after this movie. Okay, so right. we're you have a movie where you are like, let's say one movie into your extended universe, right? So this is like Marvel releasing Iron Man and then going. The next movie is Captain America versus Iron Man Civil War, and also we're going to introduce Thor at the same time. Here's uh, Avengers Endgame. It, it just makes no fucking sense, and it's so rushed, and they like... They tried to catch up to, this to weird, Marvel. This weird like villain, the doomsday villain, that they kind of... That whole thing just didn't work to me. The CGI is kind of bad. It's just kind of cheesy. And then they try and shoehorn in... Wonder Woman and Cyborg and Flash like give teases to all of them, and obviously Wonder Woman gets her cinematic debut in this right. one. It just doesn't work. I don't know. Like they they, they, just... they tried to catch up to Marvel yeah. quickly, and Marvel was like, "Here, hold our beer." Yeah. Well, and they not only stopped after this and and didn't realize like, hey, our cinematic universe is being rushed and it's not working. They just doubled down and we're like, "Fuck it, we're gonna do Wonder Woman and then Justice League." Basically. <laughs> We're going to skip right to Justice League, and then we'll do Aquaman after that. Well, and to jump ahead on your list while we're speaking of this, they did uh, the same year, which we'll get to probably in the four to five star range, Captain America was released. Uh, the Captain America uh, Civil War. Right. So it's like the same exact move. So Captain America Civil War was released May 6th, um, which obviously they had in their... The Marvel Universe had planned that for probably at least, what, two if not more years before in terms of movie releases. Yeah. Well, and that's um, coming after two Avengers movies and, and countless Right, it's, it's been planned. Movies. And March yeah. 25th is when they dropped Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. So I think Marvel was like, we, or not Marvel, uh, the DC Universe was like, we got to catch up and we got to, you know, make... I don't know. They didn't. They didn't do shit. That movie was. I think I watched it at your house, and I was not impressed. I was like, no. Batman vs Superman. Yeah. So I saw it in theaters because I was really hyped for that movie, and I think a lot of people were. And it just was one of those real letdowns. Like you get all excited. Excuse me. You go to the movies, and it just sucks. Okay. So look, I looked it up because I was curious about this, about the timeline of this. We were right. The only movie that had been released in the DC Extended Universe, it wasn't even an Extended Universe, was Man of Steel in 2013. Right. Three years later, they're like, okay, now we're going to make a movie about Superman fighting Batman, and then we're going to shoehorn in Wonder Woman, and this is going to be our setup for the Justice League. Not nary a movie about Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash, or Cyborg to be found fucking anywhere. Then they go, okay, 
Now we're making Suicide Squad, which obviously I'm going to get to that here in a second. It's not on my was, list, but we need to talk about. It Suicide is on Squad. your list. Oh, it is. It's like five movies down from, one, from where we're at. One of the all-time hype movies for, for comic book fans, superhero movie fans, and that movie sucked compared to for what nothing. we it's, thought it was going to be. It's another one of your three stars, right? Then Wonder Woman in 2017. So she gets her solo movie after Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice and Suicide Squad for some reason. Then they do Justice League. They're like, fuck introducing Cyborg and Aquaman and The Flash. All those characters. We're just going to go straight to Justice League. Then they do Aquaman after that. Then Shazam. Then Birds of Prey, which came out in 2020, which was terrible. And then Wonder Woman 1984, which I actually just saw the other day on HBO. Which, to this day, the the two Wonder Woman movies in the DC Universe are the best ones they've done, hands down. Other than like Man of Steel, I think Man of Steel is pretty solid. It's hard to mess up like Superman. It's it's not a great movie, but it's it's solid. Other than that, like the other ones, like Aqu- everyone liked Aquaman. Aquaman's fine. I don't. I really wouldn't want to revisit it that often. Justice League is a mess. Suicide Squad's a mess. Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice is a mess. Birds of Prey is trash. So like they are just like not doing well with this extended universe. Right. This so, is kind of a rant, but it, it relates. So speaking of list, Aquaman, so. though, I saw a thing the other day about Jason Momoa. And how he passed on the role to play Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, really? That would because he didn't want to be known as an actor that had his shirt off with like make it like the physique actor. Okay. And then they go, oh, so then you take the role as Aquaman where you have your shirt off and like you're an actor yeah. that's <laughs> based on your physique, time, yeah. you know? And they're like, how did that play out? I'm like, and also, he was in Game of Thrones where he never wears a shirt in the entire first season. Right. Of <laughs> so, I just thought um, it was kind of funny, and I'm like... Yeah. The only, I mean, and going back to Batman vs. Superman, Batman, the only reason I'll give them a pass is because I don't want them to ever make a Batman movie again. Like, I know, I know the they're making one with Robert trilogy. Pattinson, but, like, the Dark Knight trilogy, just, it's, it's just stop. Yeah. Just stop because yeah. you're not going to beat it. If I'm going to watch a Batman movie, I'm going back to one of those three. They're, they're awesome. More likely two and three because exactly. those are phenomenal. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of our long side tangent on the DC Extended Universe. So I guess while we're talking about that, you said Suicide Squad was on here. So Suicide Squad... For anyone else out there who has not seen the Comic-Con trailer that was released for Suicide Squad, probably in, it must have been like 2015 because this movie came out in 2016, do yourself a favor and go to YouTube and look up the original Suicide Squad Comic-Con trailer because it's like a three minute long trailer. And it is one of the best trailers ever put together. Like they it put gets more money you in the trailer than Incredibly the movie. excited for that movie. You're like, oh my God. It's like a movie all about superhero bad guys. Like how awesome is this going to be? You get a new Joker for the first time since Heath Ledger. Everyone's all excited to see what Jared Leto's going to do with it. And it comes out and it's just a mess. Like it's just a mess of a movie. I mean, I, mean, I Harley it, Quinn got like 80 well, million people to dress up as her for Halloween. Harley Quinn was a smash success. Uh, Jared Leto's Joker, not so much. Um, but I, I really won't give... I don't think it's his fault that that Joker doesn't work. I just think he's in a movie that's not very good. I think right. if, if maybe we would have gotten a solo Joker movie with Jared Leto before the one with, with Joaquin Phoenix, it might have worked. Like it, it might be like Jared Leto is the Joker now. But since that movie failed so catastrophically, and then they didn't include him in the Birds of Prey movie, which was all about Harley Quinn, now you have this Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix that came out last year where he wins best actor for at the Oscars that movie's a fucking smash hit like he's Joker now you know right. what I mean he, so, he's the Joker 
I don't know. Anyway, the the two DC Extended Universe movies that were on this list in 2016, just neither of them were very good. Um, moving on. A movie called Demolition, which I, you know, as we were sitting down here, I had to look this up to remember what this was. It's a movie with Jake Gyllenhaal that's kind of like a personal drama movie. Like, he loses his wife, and he's not really, like, loses her in a car accident or something. And he's not really showing the type of emotions that you would expect from someone whose wife just died. And he's trying to kind of figure out, like, why he's so emotionally, like, detached from this event in his life. And so he starts kind of trying to take apart his life and figure things out and stuff. It's pretty good. Jake Gyllenhaal is always excellent in everything. He's so great. <clears throat> great actor. Great guy. Um, London Has Fallen is the sequel to Olympus Has Fallen. And definitely not as good as its predecessor. I think Olympus Has Fallen is a super badass movie. London Has Fallen is, is fine. It's better than the one they made after that, which is Angel Has Fallen. Right. And I think they're also making another one now. So Well, you know what's funny, though? They're saying, like, Angel Has Fallen, which in... If you think about it, it means like oh, I don't want to spoil it, but spoiler alert. Uh, they say Angel has fallen, but he doesn't die. Yeah, I mean, like you've watched it, right? You've seen Angel has fallen. I, I have, yeah. Okay. I don't really remember much. I don't want to spoil happens. it for you. Or anything, All I remember but... is that he ends up going into the woods to find his dad, and his dad's like his, his, his dad's Nick like Nolte. the same exact yeah, way as like him. Guy, this gray bearded like paranoid dude. I don't know. <clears throat> it's fine. It's Olympus has fallen is definitely the best out of that series. The movie Midnight Special is. Pretty fucking cool. I'll have to revisit that at some point. It's kind of like a weird, like smaller budget sci-fi movie from a director named Mike Nichols. That's a good movie. Money Monster is okay. I gave it three stars. So all, all these movies right here we've been talking about are in this three-star category. It's a George Clooney movie where he kind of plays like a... What's the dude who who does like Mad Money or whatever on like Wall Street Finance and like CNBC? The guy who just like he's a, he's up there and he, like his shirt and tie and he just like shouts about stocks the whole time. You know what I'm talking about? Not like a stockbroker. <clears throat> yeah, but he's like a TV personality. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, the guy that's like you know screaming. Yeah, 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 he's, he's really he has, annoying. And he has like, like a bat and stuff, and he has all these crazy alarms that he hits and all this kind of stuff. It's like this big production. So George Clooney kind of plays him in this movie, uh, and this guy like breaks onto set and he's wearing like a bomb vest and he basically holds George Clooney's character hostage in order to like get him onto Wall Street to prove some sort of a point about how like Wall Street fucked him over or something. I don't know. It's, it fucks uh, everybody over. It, it, it's okay. It's not bad. Um, Suicide Squad, we already covered that at length. Sully is a pretty good movie with a good Tom Hanks performance but is another in a recent line of movies from Clint Eastwood that he directed that are just kind of boring. I mean, it's a... <laughs> I don't want to say it's a boring story. It's definitely a heroic story from yeah. Captain Sully. And, you know, his, you know, it was a tragedy that was, you know, averted by his quick thinking. But it was one of those, like, how how do you make a full movie about that was them, them landing in the Hudson? Yeah. And then it, it would have been like, in, in a comparison to what they should have done, it would have been like more of like a 30 for 30 type episode exactly. like, where like they get, they get yeah. in, they get out because the whole movie wasn't about them landing. It was literally yeah. about the trial. Yeah. And, and I'm like, no one gives a fuck about your yeah. legal trials. Like, and I just, that's what I said after I saw this movie. I'm like, that was fine, but it just should have been a documentary. Like yeah. I would have rather it been a documentary. <laughs> There's no need to make this into a full length movie. Yeah. I mean, I was interested the whole time, but then I finished it and I was like, I mean, yeah, I'm just leaving knowing a lot more about this than I am being right. like, like they did a really good job of like the reenacting of this stuff. Yeah, but you're never going to go like, 
man, you know what movie I should watch tonight? Sully. Like, oh, yeah, no. I, if it's I, on TV and there's literally nothing else on, yeah, I'll be like, All okay, right. fine. It'll yeah. play in the background as I scroll through my phone. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Huntsman Winter's War, which is the sequel to Snow White and the Huntsman, which are actually two pretty fucking entertaining movies. Um, the Huntsman Winter's War, I think, was the first one that introduced um, Chris Hemsworth as this, like, I don't know what character he plays in there, but he's kind of like this badass... Robin swordsman Hood. who like helps he's not like snow Robin. white i don't really know who he is but they're kind of gritty and you know there's like war and action in them and then there's kind of like magic and stuff obviously because in snow white there's like witches and magic and stuff they're pretty cool um it features is it kirsten or kristen Dunst. hunt hunts or something Dunst. like that no, because this chick from Twilight. You know what I'm talking about? It's it's Kristen or Kirsten something or other. Uh, what movie were we talking about again? The Huntsman Winter's War. The Huntsman Winter's War. She, she was the lead in. She plays Bella in the Twilight movies. That's what everyone knows her from. Yeah, I thought it, her last name was Dunst. No, because that's the chick from Spider-Man, I'm pretty sure. Kirsten Dunst. And I might be totally wrong on that, too, actually. Kirsten Dunst is a different person. Um, I'm 100% sure of that. Stuart. Right? Kristen Stewart. Kristen yeah, Stewart. that's it. That's it. All right. There you go. Words. Hard. There you go. Words Things are hard. come by. Um, the movie Triple Nine, I gave three stars. Triple Nine's a pretty cool, like, you know, cops and robbers action movie, like heist movie. I, I like that one. Um, War Dogs is a pretty entertaining movie with Jonah Hill and Miles Teller. Another based on a true story. Uh, yeah, I was going to say based on a true story about these guys who end up getting like Pentagon military contracts to sell arms basically and pretty fascinating life these guys end up living these young these two young dudes and features a really really like awesome performance from Jonah Hill where he's being like kind of serious in a in a dramatic role but also like still Jonah Hill and he has this like really crazy laugh like his character has this really crazy laugh through the whole movie I enjoyed it it's a pretty cool movie um, I gave the movie The Nice Guys three and a half stars. That's a Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe movie that a lot of people really loved. Personally, I went into it with all of the reviews that I had read, which were like outstanding, and I was a little bit let down. It's pretty cool. It's kind of like a, I think it's a 70s or 80s set, like uh, detective kind of yeah. drama thing. Kind of a comedy too, like a dramedy almost. Um, it's, I don't know, it's not as good as everyone says it is, but it's fine. Um, Zootopia, I gave three and a half stars. That's a, another animated movie. Is that a Pixar movie or is that something else? I'm pretty I sure that's Pixar, actually. Disney. Maybe it's just Disney animation or whatever. Because there's like a difference. There's like the Disney and then there's Pixar. But Yeah, it's Disney. Zootopia. Okay. Zootopia. Words and It's fine. It's okay. There's a funny scene in there with a the sloth at the DMV that everyone laughs at. Um, <sighs> Dude, so true, though. <laughs> The movie Allied. I don't know if you've ever seen Allied. That has... You would actually probably like this movie. It's a Brad Pitt World War II movie where... Oh, uh, where his wife is a spy. Yeah, his wife. He ends yeah, up discovering I've actually watched a that a lot. It's pretty cool. It's I good, like that movie. He ends up killing her. Or she kills herself. I haven't seen that since it came out. I need to revisit that movie. Dude. But I, I like that movie. I like that movie. Brad Pitt's in some really, Dude, Brad really Pitt's, good yeah. World War II movies. Yeah, but, He's in that. He's in... Um, um, Fury. Fury, and he's in it. And, and those are both based on true stories. Yeah. Or, well, Fury's... I don't know if Fury's necessarily based on a true story, more of, like, the journey, a true journey. Right. And then, in, like, Inglorious Bastards. Oh, dude, he's so I, good in Inglorious Bastards. I know it's Bastards. fake, and people are like, is Inglorious Bastards real? And I go, no. 
Although I heard that that's loosely based on there were people who were there, like Jewish right. soldiers, American soldiers who were there just strictly to hunt Nazis, and they were called the bastards. I think. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But but what like happens the story in the movie is and all who made they up. kill in the movie yeah, is exactly. all made up. Yeah. But yeah, I've seen uh, Allied. Yeah, Brad Pitt. Movie. Brad Pitt in World War Two movies, like fucking, just give them to me. Keep making them. Um, Arrival. So Arrival is a movie that I honestly kind of want to go back and revisit because. I liked it when it came out, but I wasn't as ecstatic about it as a lot of people were. Since then, I have actually read the short story that it's based on by this guy named Ted Chang, who is like an unbelievably talented sci-fi author. And he, it, like, as far as I know, all he's released so far is a couple of collections of short stories and like mm. some of the most incredible shit I've ever read sci-fi-wise. Well, the the story that this movie's based on is called Story of Your Life. And the idea behind this movie is fucking fascinating. And the movie has got a really, really great cast, awesome set pieces, super great sound design and all that kind of stuff. And it's directed by Denis Villeneuve, who's like one of the most badass Cause, directors. Because this is the today. one with like the alien, the vertical alien ships. Yeah. And, and they're like, they kind of look, they're all like, uh, what do they call them? Like octopod or heptapods yeah. or something. They're like squid looking creatures. Yeah. And then it ends up. I think up, we saw this in theaters. I think I was with you. When we maybe saw we this did. Maybe we did. It's it's really cool. Like because only that one lady can like talk to them. Right. Right. It's very like atmospheric in terms of like the music and the tension that they bring when they like first meet the aliens and stuff. I'll it's have to rewatch cool. it too I think, because I'm. I feel like I'm missing some. Like I don't remember how it like it ended. I do, but of course I've I've since read the the short story too, so I kind of understand more of what happened. But I think. The only, I think the only reason why I, this is not like a five-star movie for me is I went in expecting like a alien invasion action movie, and that's not what happened. And I was like kind of It was more like an alien invasion that. story movie. Right, and it's more atmospheric and story-driven and kind of like philosophical, yeah. and I was just not expecting that, so it kind of threw me off. But it's good. It's very good. Um, the original Deadpool, which you're obviously a huge fan of. So I'm a huge good. fan of. Just, I mean, uh, Ryan Reynolds is the perfect, the perfect, person perfect cast to play Deadpool. You know, it's like Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine, uh, Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man, fucking Ryan Reynolds or is it Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds, right? yeah, Ryan Reynolds playing Deadpool. Like Gosling is a. Uh, I always get Gosling and Reynolds fucking confused. Well, in my head, he's like, he's all the time. he's a liability in the in the secondary, so he shouldn't be in any good movie. <laughs> he's a liability. Oh, a little remember the Titans oh, reference. Yeah. Okay, good for you. Um. Finding Dory, which is obviously the sequel to Finding Nemo. I gave that one four stars. It's a great movie. It's just... It's good, but it's not good as Finding Nemo. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's like they took it to make that money. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's a good movie, and, yeah. and I'll watch it multiple times, but it's yeah. it's one of those. It's like I mean, Pixar doesn't make bad movies, so like this is by no stretch of the imagination no, a bad movie, but it's just not as good. It's, as it's one they could have ended after Finding Nemo. For sure. For sure. Because Finding Dory was like the same exact thing. Yeah. It's, they lost Dory, but she was trying to find her family. Yeah. And then everybody's all happy at the end. You're yeah. Like, it's the same story. And more jokes about how she can't remember anything and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So Green Room is a movie that kind of fucked me up because it had... Do you ever see movies where they have... You know how you watch a lot of action movies and there's like action movie violence that you're like just kind of... you used to... And you're desensitized to. And then there's some movies that have like ultra realistic looking violence. 
And sometimes when I see movies like that, it kind of freaks me the fuck out to see stuff because I'm like, that looks really real. Like, that would be what someone's arm looked like if they fell off a building or whatever. So, 127 Hours, have you ever watched that? I haven't seen that. About the guy that gets stuck in the canyon in Utah and he cuts off his own arm? Is that I don't get queasy when watching movies. I got queasy watching that. Is it pretty brutal? It, It wasn't like it was, like, super gory. But, like, when he's cutting through his nerve, it was, like, a screaming sound. And I had headphones on because my dad and I were visiting colleges when that came out. And I'm, like, watching on my laptop and I had, like, a screaming sound. It was like that. Like, And you're, like, I'm, like, that's what I would be like if I'm cutting. And and I'm, like, like my stomach did that. Like, it dropped. And I was, like, I can't watch this anymore. Like, I had to finish it because I'm, like, okay, I'm so close. Yeah. But it was one of those I was like, I've never gotten this way before. I could watch the goriest movies in the world, and I'm yeah, like, be fine. Yeah, this is like, you know, I've watched you know videos of 9/11 and, and shit that happened that day. I've watched like real life documentaries where they show things that you shouldn't be yeah. seeing happen, and I'm like, like it bothers me, but I'm not like, you know, to the point where I was gonna get sick. I was watching. I was like, yeah. It's only happened to me a couple times. One of them was one of the Hostel movies. The Hostel movies just... The first one is like a, a pretty good like horror movie. And then the sequels are just gore porn. And like I think the it was Saw like, series? Yeah. And like I think I saw part... There was some scene in like the second or third Hostel movie. And I was like, I'm going to throw up if I keep watching this. This is fucking disgusting. Like it's just it's just kind of sick for no reason. Like why why are we it's, doing this? It's like those like football injuries, like the Alex Smith injury where he like snaps yeah. his leg. You're like you want to watch it the first time, and then you see it and you're like oh, and you're yeah. like I'm never gonna like, watch this yeah, ever again. I'm never looking at that again. Or you like yeah. watch the like lifting injuries of like the people that go yeah. to bench and their arm just like snaps. And you're like I'm never benching <laughs> oh, more than the oh, bar God. ever again. Like so. Long story short, to get to Green Room, this is one of the other movies that. I would not want to revisit this movie because it kind of fucking freaked me out. Like, so the basically this the plot, quick synopsis is like this band, this young like punk rock band or metal band, whatever they are, are traveling around the country doing gigs for any amount of money they can find. Right, like they barely have any money. They're traveling around in a van. They're just doing any sort of gigs. Anyone that'll pay them money. Well, they end up accepting this gig at essentially like a headquarters of white supremacist slash Nazi characters. Mm. And they're a metal band, so like the the demographic at this location is super into it, right? They're like screamo music, and like they're they're into it. They want to get fucked up and like be angry and violent. Well, they do the show, everything goes fine. And the reason why it's called Green Room is you know how like in uh, for sh- any any sort of show, any sort of like performance or concert or whatever, there's the green room that the, right. whoever gets ready in and then comes out and does their thing. Well, they're packing up all their shit out of the green room and they're leaving, and the like lead singer or guitarist or whoever he goes oh shit I forgot my phone or whatever in the green room and he runs back there and he opens the door and he sees one of these white supremacist guys murder this chick like he sees it happen like as it's happening and he tries to like get out of there but obviously they're like they kind of like shut the door and keep him and they're like hey hey whoa like we can't let you leave you've just seen this thing happen like right and so then it turns into this thing of like now they're keeping the band like locked in the green room and so Sir Patrick Stewart, who plays fucking Professor X in the X Men movies, yeah. plays the leader of this the, Nazi, like, like yeah, like KKK group, and he's like really good at being this like fucking super evil bad guy. Anyway, the whole the whole movie is basically about them trying to escape from these guys without getting killed by these white supremacist dudes. Well, there's this one scene where 
the guy who had initially run back into the green room to get his phone who sees the murder happen, they end up getting a gun from some guy. And Patrick, Sir Patrick Stewart comes up, like his character comes up on the outside of the door and he's like, ends up sweet talking them into basically being like, if, if I, if you give us the gun, we'll let you go. Like, however, that sounds like a really dumb thing to do. Like, right. obviously don't give up the gun, but like somehow he talks them into doing it. Right. So they, they crack the door and the guy reaches his hand through with the gun to give it to them. And you don't see what's happening on the other end, other side of the door, but clearly they grab onto his arm and they're holding him and trying to do something. He just starts screaming. And he's screaming and screaming and screaming. And finally they yank him through. And his arm is like in tatters. Like it's... They had taken like a... Basically a butcher knife and just sliced up his entire arm. It's like hanging. The skin's all falling off and shit. And it like... To this day, it was one of the most (laughs) fucked up scenes I've ever seen in a movie. And they have to like duct tape his arm. Like to like hold it together so it doesn't like fall. Oh my god, dude. It's fucking nuts. So like... Green Room is a cool, intense movie. But it's... It's like... Too realistic in its violence for my taste, personally. Like, it just kind of freaks me out how realistic the violence is. Anyway, that's my rant on Green Room. So, if you ever want to watch some fucked up, ultra-realistic violence, watch Green Room. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jason Bourne, which I think is the most recent sequel to date of the Jason Bourne franchise. I think that was the one that... Oh my god, it's Jason Bourne. Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. (laughs) Uh, Who's Jason Bourne? uh, So, they had, obviously, like, the three originals that Matt Damon did. I think they did one with Jeremy Renner, which was kind of a spin-off-ish. And then this was the one they came back where Matt Damon made his... He reprised the role. So this is like the fourth one he's in, fifth movie overall. Yep. So there's the Born Identity in 02, Born Supremacy in 04, Ultimatum yeah. in 07, The Legacy in 12, mm-hmm. and then Jason Bourne in 2016. So the 12 yeah. one was like, I'm pretty sure after Jason Bourne had died. Right. So, pretty cool if you like the Jason Bourne movies. I mean, I'm into kind of spy action movies, and that that franchise is really excellent. It's not the best one in the series, but it's, you know, new and revamped and and looks new, and it's very, the the action's good and all that kind of stuff. And they kind of, the plot to that movie is very modernized. Like, it it, it takes into account, I won't get into it, but it's, they they bring it into the 2010s, you know what I mean? Um, Neighbors 2, like what we were talking about earlier. Sorority Great Rising. movie. Fucking hilarious. Both of the Neighbors movies are really funny. I just thoroughly I really like those. Those are movies I can watch all <laughs> the time. Great. They show them on TV all the time, and I'm always in when they're on. Um, Star Trek Beyond is the third movie in the reboots of the Star Trek franchise. And it's pretty cool. I gave it four stars. It's not as good. My personal favorite of those new ones is the one with... It's Star Trek Into Darkness, the one with Khan. Mm. Um, but it's pretty cool. The Legend of Tarzan, uh, I gave that one four stars. Such a good movie. Pretty fucking cool. It's I actually, really watched that on TV like two weeks ago. I was going to say, it was on TV just like two nights ago that me and Ty watched while we were eating dinner. It's really yeah, cool movie, it actually. It's, I like that movie. It's it's like really underrated, I feel like. Not a lot of people talk about well, that. Well, people movie. are like, that's not like a true live Tarzan movie. Like, the story's not the same, and I'm like... It's not made for kids. Like, that movie's not a kid movie. It's No, adults, it's like a... You know? I like that shit. It's like... It, man, I don't want to say stuff because it'll get political, but <laughs> it, like, goes into the early stages of, like, you know, not necessarily the invasion of Africa, but, right. like, the white men's settlements in Africa. Right. The British Empire, like, taking over. Well, it wasn't even slavery. the British. They're, they're like, the, the Dutch is the ones yeah. that they're, like, dealing with in yeah. that and, like, trying to... I mean, it's like... 
if you look past the movie itself, like, cause in, even in the animated one, like he's, he wants to kill all the gorillas. Like they're not yeah. there to protect, you know, the old guy and his daughter, Jane, right. they're there for their own, to get rich off the yeah. diamonds. And like, that's exactly. the same thing. And like, you see that and you, it like shows it way more yeah. in this movie. Really action packed. Lots of really cool scenes. The guy who plays Tarzan is a savage. The good um, guy won. And Samuel L. Jackson, like, what more could you want? Right. Than Samuel but L. you can't even say the good guy got the girl because you find out that he's had this girl. Oh yeah, the whole time they've been like married. The they're whole time. they're married, and yeah. <laughs> you're like, wait, they're married. And he was like living as a like a dignified like. So he was royalty, nice clothes kind of royalty guy sure. over in Britain, I guess. And then yeah. he's like, oh, I also am Tarzan. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, I, I uh, you know, lived and I was, was raised in raised the jungle by gorillas, by gorillas <laughs> yeah. and then I fell in love with uh, Jane, and yeah. then, you know, back home here, I'm... I have to, I drink tea you off know, of little saucers. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a really important person, yeah. and then I go back to the jungle, and the gorillas, gorillas and lions know who yeah. I am, and <laughs> I pound my chest and go, and Jane goes, ha ha, you're all fucked, and that's the, you know, that's the movie. That's actually a pretty good description. So... Um, X-Men Apocalypse, I gave four stars. If you like comic book movies, if you like X-Men movies, like superhero movies, it's action-packed and entertaining, but it's definitely not the best. That's the, the one series. where um, Magneto ends up paralyzing Professor X, right? No, so that is X-Men First Class at the very know. end of that one. This I've is the one where they I've fight. seen some of those, Apocalypse but I, I lost. Like the, he's all blue, and he's, he's basically the first mutant ever. Oh. Like you find out he's like ancient. He was in like ancient Egypt and stuff. He built the pyramids. And what they do, what they keep He's end up idiot. doing is like somehow they can transfer other mutants' powers into his body. So like over the years, over the millennia, he's like gathered all of these different powers. So he's like kind of the most powerful mutant there is, basically. It's pretty cool. I don't know a lot of the comic book origins of it, but it's pretty cool. It's definitely not one of the best X-Men movies, but okay. Ten Cloverfield Lane. Have you, you forget you forgot the Magnificent Seven? Why did I skip right past the Magnificent Seven? I don't know. I was going to ask if your list was different than mine. No, I, like, I'm I like, think I was just on it, and then I toggled down. I'm like looking at it, and I'm like, that was a great movie. How are we going yeah, past okay. it? Yeah, okay. Magnificent Seven. I gave four stars. Really great cast. Pretty dope Western. Um, yeah, I It's like a new movie. school Western. Like, yeah, I mean, I, like I think it. there's a other Magnificent Seven. I think Seven, there is, yeah. An it's, older it's school remake, one. yeah. But I loved it. That was like a really good movie. It's just dope. a bunch of misfits that get put yeah. together to save a town from... Really know. good cast. Led by Denzel Washington yeah. and... Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Yeah, a bunch of other really great actors. I like that movie. Okay, have you seen 10 Cloverfield Lane? No, because going into that, I thought it was going to be like Cloverfield with the handheld camera. Yeah. And even when we were in middle school and Cloverfield came out, I could not stand that movie because yeah. of the way it was filmed. I'm like... I have no idea what's going on. It's hard. To watch. One second we're watching the street run by, then we're watching the building, and all of a sudden we yeah. see like nothing of this monster, but we hear this monster. Like, right. no idea what's going on. So I right. thought it was going to be the same thing. So I was like, I'm just not going to watch it. So if I can recommend any Cloverfield movie to anyone out of the series they've done, because I think they've done three at this point, 10 Cloverfield Lane is personally my favorite. So obviously the first one was this huge like kind of cult following movie. Like we were in high school when this movie when that movie came out. But that was Godzilla. We thought it was going to be this epic fucking movie and then it ends up being this weird kind of, you know, POV handheld thing the whole time and it just it doesn't really work. Like it's it's interesting, cool concept but doesn't like not great execution. No. This is the sequel to that and essentially if I can kind of like sell you on it real quick, John Goodman is like a he plays like a paranoid like doomsday prepper right mm -hmm. and you follow this chick at the beginning of the movie and she ends up 
as the world's kind of ending, she gets in this nasty car crash. She's driving on some random road. And she's kind of like dozing in and out of consciousness. And she's getting dragged somewhere by this guy. She wakes up like in this bunker. She's like handcuffed to the wall or whatever on like just a mattress on the floor. And John Goodman's character comes in and ends up telling her like, I saved your life. You got in a car crash. I brought you here. There's all this shit happening out there. Like I saved your life by bringing you in here. Right. And she doesn't believe him. She just thinks he's fucking crazy and she's he's like kidnapped like her. And he, yeah. And he's going to like, I don't do no, who knows what to her. And throughout the whole movie, she ends up discovering there's another dude who is in this... Another guy who's not related to John Goodman's character at all, but who has like come into the protection of John Goodman in this little bunker that John Goodman's character has built. And like the thing has everything, like a functional right. kitchen, bedrooms, like TV that works, power, all that kind of stuff. Like he's been doing this for like prepping for a long time, and the whole time you're trying to figure out like, is he really crazy and just like telling them there's this shit happening outside and kind of keeping them hostage here because he won't let them leave, right? Or has he saved their life and like the world is really being taken over by monsters outside and like they shouldn't go outside. And so the whole movie is like this cat and mouse type thing. And like you keep hearing like weird sounds, like the, the ceiling will shake and all this kind of stuff. And it's fucking dope. I like, you should see 10 Cloverfield lane. They made another one that came after that, which is like this group of astronauts up in space. And uh, I don't know. Oh, it's the Cloverfield paradox. I think is what they called mm. it. And it's cool if you're into the Cloverfield verse, which I've taken many a trips down the rabbit hole of like what is going on in the Cloverfield universe and all this kind of stuff. Because all three movies are like kind of connected, but not really. And 10 Cloverfield Lane is hands down the best out of the entire series that I've seen. It's like a really good, suspenseful, like post-apocalyptic sci-fi movie. That's my pitch on 10 Cloverfield Lane. <laughs> Plus, like give me all the John Goodman you fucking can. Like, How I do you John know Goodman. it's post-apocalyptic? I guess you'll have to watch words, bro. They're really hard to come by right now. Um, Next up on the list. So this is in the four and a half star category. So 10 Cloverfield Lane was the first one. Four and a half stars. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Such a good movie. Would you like to talk about this since you're Mr. Harry Potter on this podcast? Speaking of Harry Potter, I'm on uh, movie four. So year (laughs) four. uh, For like the 2000th time probably. (laughs) That's probably not a lie either. That's probably a pretty accurate statement. Um, dude, Fantastic Beasts. When they released like the preview for How this and said it, oh, dude, I was like through the roof. I was like <laughs> ready to, you know, put the scar on my head, get some glasses on, you know, get my bust out your wand, bust out my wand, put my cape on, and we're going back to Hogwarts, baby. <laughs> and then you learn, you're like, ah, we're not going back to Hogwarts yet, not yet. But I was stoked that we were going back into the Harry Potter universe. And yeah. It's a cool universe, man. Like, oh. I love Harry Potter stuff. Well, I just like that like, it's directly related to the Harry Potter story. Yeah. Because it's a book he reads. Mm-hmm. And it you know it was based on true events. Right. So it's like it's, it's a cool way to tie into the Harry Potter universe yeah. and use yeah. like Harry Potter's leverage for people to come right. into this series. Right. And they did a great job. I liked it. I mean, I think the first one's really good. Yeah. I mean, I went in going, mm-hmm. this is not related to the Harry Potter, you know, series in terms of the storyline isn't going to be like, mm-hmm. you're not going to, you know, do anything with like Voldemort right away or anything right. like that. Like, you might work into that yeah. as the series comes on. But they're not giving you that right off the bat. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> I was stoked, dude. I was like <laughs> through the roof that this I movie bet. came out. And I mean, it's like me finding out there's going to be another Star Wars movie, you know? You get yeah, I was like, let's go! Like, yeah. Woo! So, I love that movie. It was great. 
the cast was great. The storyline I thought yeah. was great. And what do you think about? And we'll get to that movie as we kind of progress because I've seen the sequel as well, and I, it should be on my list. But what do you think about the sequel, the one that they made right after that? Dude, I like it. And I'm okay. I will say I'm very bummed about the the third one that they took Johnny Depp away, or well, like his yeah, ex wife or whatever. Yeah, like ruined his career because. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, like moving on, moving on. But anyways, that ruined the third movie for me, and I, it's not finished yet. Right. Because he did so as Grindelwald. Good he's, he's as Grindelwald. As Grindelwald. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I just love anything in that Harry Potter universe. I'm down for. Which there's apparently, and I've been seeing a lot of stuff about this lately. The cast of Harry Potter is agreeing to come back for another movie. Oh, really? So I don't know what that if that's gonna be like, you know, them as a, like adults and like the adult lives of Harry Ron and like Hermione and like. I wonder if it's about because you know she wrote this play. There was a play that came out after all the movies called right. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. The Cursed or Child. I wonder if they're just gonna make a movie version of that. I've never read the play. You can buy the play and like read the play version of it. I never saw it or read it, but. I don't think, from what I've read, it's not about that because I figured someone would have already bought the rights and made yeah. the movie on that. Yeah. I think this would be like, I mean, I've seen so many different titles on it that they're like, you oh, know, speculation. Yeah, because I mean, you you learn like what each person does as they graduated and <clears throat> moved on from Hogwarts and like they started their families and stuff. Right. And so it'd be like, where in the, where in the Harry Potter universe would you go from, you know, like he just spent, you know, six years in school trying to learn how to beat arguably the most powerful wizard right. in the world as a, you know, more or less teenager. I feel like... Like, how do you top that? Yeah, which is why I think it's probably a good idea to go backwards, which is what they did with Fantastic Beasts, where it's like a prequel right. to everything that happened in Harry Potter. Because you're not going to take the Harry Potter story and improve upon it, really, in right. any way. I feel like so. a, a good movie would be more like the rise of like Voldemort. Like Yeah, that'd be interesting to watch. Like yeah. the rise of you know Voldemort and the, the Death Eaters. And, and, and isn't Grindelwald kind of like Voldemort before Voldemort? Like, isn't he like this big, bad... Yeah, he, he's yeah, he's not a good turn, guy. Turns we'll, evil. We'll put it that way. Yeah. He's not a good yeah. guy. But I, I mean, I, I yeah. like this movie. I, I found the second one, the Crimes of Grindelwald movie, to be not nearly as good as this one. This one's this one's pretty interesting and, and really good. But yeah, yeah. Not, I mean, I feel like that's usually how sequels sequels go. As <clears throat> for most series, they yeah. it's it's either going to go one of two ways. It's either going to go up, or you're going to be like, oh, it was good, but it's not like. Yeah, you know, first good. So yeah. I'll watch it again, but yeah. not like I'm not going to watch it like I watched the Harry Potter yeah. series. I feel like when you're making sequels to those kind of movies, you're going for obviously you want them to all be even better than the predecessor because like that's what people want. But like you're really just going for like let's not piss people off. Like let's let's right, have let's it continue so the story. They're they're like people leave the theater going. Okay, that was cool. I'll watch more. You know, yeah. like that's what you I'm want. ready for the third because yeah, you can just keep cranking them out, keep cranking them out. I'm not going to come back ne- tomorrow and watch it again. Right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm ready for the. But third. I'll watch the third one. Yeah. So, um, Live by Night was a movie, a Ben Affleck movie. I've actually read the book based on this movie um, since then, but kind of like a Prohibition era 
gangster film with Ben Affleck written and directed by Ben Affleck and starring him. Pretty cool. If you ever like just want to watch like a cool gangster movie like set in a different time period, check it out. Dude, I love like the not like old school gangster. Well, I guess you could call them old school gangsters, but like the Al Capone, yeah. you know, Bonnie It's kind of like that and... era and I think he's in Florida, like he's in Miami somewhere or maybe maybe it's somewhere else in Florida, but he's like kind of somewhere like tropical feeling like he's not like in new york or chicago he's kind of like in florida somewhere mm-hmm. and he gets sent there i think from new york or chicago by some sort of a mobster and he's supposed to be like the liaison of their organization in this local place well, and he ends up kind of like becoming this big bad yeah. like you know kind of kingpin dude it's pretty cool have you seen the highwaymen no but um that's the one with woody harrelson and uh kevin costner yeah right? is Were it they- good Oh yeah, you got. Okay, watch I'll it. check that one out. Yeah, I was kind of hesitant on that. I didn't know whether to watch it or not. I liked it. Okay. I liked it a lot. It's kind of same time period and same. Yeah, same if, type I, of stuff. if I remember correctly, it's they're hunting down Bonnie and Clyde. Okay, all right, I'll check that out. Yeah, yeah I'm in. Um, oddly enough, another Ben Affleck movie right after this, The Accountant, which is definitely a superior movie to Live by Night. The Accountant is fucking Dude, badass. That movie caught me by surprise. It's so good. I was like. Watching it and everything, and I'm like, I'm not getting too much from this. And then all of a sudden, at one point, you're just like, whoa. Dude, that's a sick-ass movie. I love that movie. Um, Yeah, not really anything to add to The Accountant other than you should watch it. It's incredible. Dude, Um, so good. The Conjuring 2, which I know, obviously, you haven't seen on here. I covered this on our Halloween movie podcast, and I also covered this in our movie franchise bracket podcast. Um. The Conjuring movies are some of my all-time favorite horror movies. They're incredible. The first two are the only two I've seen, but they are like masterpiece horror movies. The the first and the second one are fucking terrifying. The, the thing that terrified me the most about The Conjuring, which made me like... If there's a person out there that could get me to watch The Conjurings, I welcome you into my life. It's not me, apparently. No. <laughs> I'm telling I dude, you and Ty wanted me to go see it with you guys, or maybe it was you and Zach wanted me to go see it, and I go, You guys have to buy my movie ticket and give me five hundred bucks. You guys were both like, We'll buy your ticket, and I go, No, no, no. I need five hundred in cash <laughs> to see it. I'm not gonna watch the conjuring. Cause the previews, if I remember correctly, is the basement light turning on and off and like a clap, right? So that's from the first one. Right. That's, but yeah, that's, that's like the, the preview, preview yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Where she like lights the little match to see any light and then it burns out and then like the hands come by. Yeah, like. <laughs> oh, so, shit. As a little kid, you shut your basement light off. Oh, dude, you sprint up the stairs. And you were like, sprint. and you're, my biggest fear every time was just waiting for that hand to like grab yep. you. And then you step on the like front part of the step and you have your socks on so you slip and you like slide down and you're like, no, this is it. Ah! And then you get up and you're running and like turn Which, around and you're like, by the way, to this day, it doesn't stop. I, I was at oh. my parents' house like literally last week. I went downstairs to grab something, flip the lights off and ran up the stairs two at a time. Dude, dude, <laughs> I do it every time. There's been times where I literally am three steps up already by the time I turn the light off. Oh, yeah. I'm also like super you know ocd about my light switches all being like i don't like ones altered they all have to be down down or or up up. yeah yeah and you know at my parents house they have one that at the top of the stairs and at the bottom of the stairs and i don't like that though so if i turn the one on the bottom of the stairs on then that's when i gotta turn off yeah and so i'll have like my foot on the third step already and my hand on the (laughs) railing and i'll like flick it and i'm like like, (laughs) pulling myself up and i always i always do that like whip around and look down the stairs again and i'm like all right 
Oh, Nothing. Yeah. And then your we parents are like sitting on the couch like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, one more day where they didn't <laughs> get me. <laughs> they didn't get me today. I'll, I'll see you guys in a couple of days. We'll check again. We'll try this again. Yeah, The Conjuring 2 is just really good and terrifying. Um, now, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we are into the five-star category. Starting with Captain America Civil War, which is just a tremendous Marvel movie. You know, when we were talking about this before, we forgot to say that Spider-Man is in this, as well as yes, Ant-Man. He makes his debut. Spider-Man makes his debut, Marvel Cinematic debut in Civil War. Really fucking good movie. Does Ant-Man make it? Or is, was that... Camp- nah, he made it, I think, too. That's a good question. Should we look that up? I feel like Ant-Man or may might have, have been the year before. Right before this. All right, here. Ant-Man series, 2015. So the year before. Okay, okay so he so, yeah, doesn't he make... just been yep. introduced, and then he they bring him into this one, too. Just a great movie. Just excellent. Um... This is a movie, another five-star movie that you and I saw in theaters together that we were blown away by. Deepwater <laughs> Horizon. Just a fantastic Dude, movie. This was a movie where me and you walked out of the theater, and we were with Zach, too. Yeah. And me and you looked at each other, and we're like, Dude. That was amazing. And he goes, That was all right. And me and you just like stared at him like, I was, Fuck off, I was bro. blown away by this movie. Dude, so good. Well, and my brother works in the oil and gas industry. Yeah. So, like, you know, and, and this was a global Oh, yeah. Fucking, this was a big deal. This was huge. Yeah. And, you know, people that, like, were on the, you know, the oil rig, so were like, that's exactly what happened. Like, yeah. that shit happened. And I'm like, that shit didn't explode. Like, oil spilled. Like, right. the rig's probably still there. And they're like, no, like, that happened. I'm like. Fuck, I guess I never looked into like I, the shit that yeah. actually so, happened. And they're like, that happened. We were talking like, about that after the movie. And I remember vaguely there just being like 24-7 news coverage about the BP oil spill. Like that's yeah. all I remember. They're like, the oil like, has reached Mexico. Right. The oil yeah. has reached South Africa. It's, yeah, it's pouring it's like, X fuck. amount of millions of gallons into the water every hour. And I'm like, okay, that's terrible. Like I don't know what to do about this. Um, but I never remember, and of course, I was younger and my memory sucks anyway, so I don't remember there being any talk about, oh yeah, the rig exploded and people died. Yeah, I'd, I don't remember there being talk about that, or maybe I just wasn't paying close enough attention, but this was like a really traumatic, like natural, or not natural disaster, but man-made disaster. And uh, Mark Wahlberg and the guy, I want to look up his name so I don't get it wrong. But these two have collaborated a couple times on movies about true story disaster stuff. And man, they are a great combo together. So so, so this happened in 2010. So we were sophomores in high school when this had right. so had we happened. You know, we're not old enough to be like paying attention to news shit, really. I mean, we're, we're, we're worried about like class and football and stuff like that. So like, I remember there being like, oh yeah, the BP oil spill. That's really bad. But I don't remember... I don't remember anything about no. a rig blowing up and people dying. I never remember that. Cool. I mean, we never watched the news either. Like when we were right, my parents would start the news and be like, "I'm going yeah, somewhere like, else." And now it's time to go play Call of Duty. Um, okay, so check this out real quick. Peter Berg is the name of the director of Deepwater Horizon, and him and Mark Wahlberg have collaborated on several movies. So check this out. They've done Spencer Confidential, which was a Netflix movie that just came out. Last year. I haven't seen it. Um, they have collaborated on Mile 22, which is an action movie that I just saw recently. They've also collaborated on... Let's see. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? There's a bunch in here. Um, Lone Survivor. 
great fucking movie. Yep. Why haven't we gone over that yet? Has, was that an earlier movie? Uh, it was 2013. We must have talked about it on the 2013 podcast. If not, I don't remember it. If not, then uh, we fucked up. Then we, we'll, we'll we done. Cover we'll we'll cover it on the way back. Um, Bro, but speaking about the oil spill, look at this. I just pulled this picture up. So this obviously happened off of Louisiana. So all of the shining, like right here and all of this, that's the oil spill. Jesus. And that's the city of New Orleans. Yikes. Like Dude, it is bad. 4.9 really million bad. barrels. And a barrel's 50 gallons. I'm pretty sure they're still in litigation to this day. Oh, yeah. Like that. Yeah. So anyway. Well, dude, Don made billions off it because, you know, Don cleans oil off like the ducks and the penguins. Oh, yeah. All yeah, that yeah. shit. Like, they were having commercials and, like, people were all along the coast, like, trying to clean off the, the birds. Oh, and, yeah. You know, all of the... I mean, I remember flying to Mexico because that's the year my brother graduated. And we were flying to Mexico... Um, you know, on the, the Gulf Coast. And, dude, I looked out my window and I could see oil in the ocean still. I'm like, wow. That's damn, they missed a spot. <laughs> so, Probably worth a lot of money, but they missed a spot. So I think I found the last one that I had forgotten about too. So Peter Berg and, and Mark Wahlberg have kind of become an unlikely duo, like director-actor duo. You know how you, you find those from time to time where like yeah. some director just really loves some actor and they just do repeated movies with each other. Well, they've done Lone Survivor, Deepwater Horizon, Patriot's Day, Mile 22, and Spencer Confidential. They've done five movies together since like six years ago or something, or seven years ago. So that's, what, four movies that are based on true stories? I was going to say, Lone Survivor is, Deepwater Horizon is, Patriot's Day is, and then I don't know, I don't think Spencer Confidential is, and I don't think Mile 22 is. I thought Mile 22 was also a Boston Marathon no, 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 no. So that's actually, it's like a uh, Black Ops kind of like action movie. Huh. You're thinking well, about, there's another but, one they made well, called Patri Stronger with Jake Gyllenhaal about the Boston Marathon. Right, but because uh, Patriot's Day is... Patriot's Day, um, yeah, is about the... That one's good. So Deepwater Horizon and Patriot's Day are both really intense, like disaster movies with Peter Berg and Mark Wahlberg. And obviously Lone Survivor. Lone Survivor is like one of Sam's favorite movies ever. Dude, such good a good movie. So, um... Anyway, Deepwater Horizon, just one of my all-time favorite movies. It's a fucking great movie. Oh yeah, Doctor Strange is on here. I yeah, don't, I don't know why. I, I don't know why I, it wasn't in alphabetical order. I think that's why I was struggling earlier. So I put Doctor Strange down as a five-star movie. I was probably a little too overzealous with that in 2016. It's not five stars, but it's a Marvel movie, and I like Marvel movies. Um, excuse me. Hell or High Water, and I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. I'm looking it up because but it sounds really familiar, but no. It's looking this up, a really, really, really good movie. Um, this guy named Taylor Sheridan, um, he's right now doing a show called Yellowstone on like Paramount Network, but he's written... Dude, so I've heard Yellowstone is... Oh, yeah. that Chuck was telling us he on New Year's. He said it's like he's one of his favorite shows ever now. Dude, I got to watch that then. Yeah, because he said it's awesome, and Sam said it's awesome. So Taylor Sheridan has written Sicario, Hell or High Water, and Sicario, a movie called another great. Wind River. All three of them excellent fucking movies and he's done Yellowstone so anything Taylor Sheridan does I'm kind of in on at this point Hell or High Water is just an excellent movie um, Rogue One A Star Wars Story the movie that gave our fantasy league its name uh, yep. um, I gave that one Dude, I don't know stars. where I came up with Rogue One though like I don't know what made me think of Rogue One when I came up with it like yeah, I, I think know. I was just we trying just to think of for stuff a name for a league and, and then I was just like I think I mean 
this was the year we started, or the second year we had started when I took over as commissioner. Yeah. And I was like, couldn't think of anything. I was like, Rogue One. Nah, like it just it's like great. it clicks. Yeah. I mean, like it clicks and yeah, it works great. Um, so thanks, Star Wars. We uh, yeah. Please do not copyright strike us for our <laughs> fantasy team. Um, a war movie in a Star Wars universe. That's all you need to know. It's fucking dope, bro. The way they tie it into um, a new hope, a new hope is just amazing, phenomenal. Like this is episode. This would be what episode four point. Five ish, or I guess like three point or three point five ish, three point seven five. Yeah, it's just uh, it's awesome. It's so. By good. the way, the last last time, so not last the best year, Star Wars the they've before. come out with since the original. The best spinoff movie, hands no, down. The best Star Wars since the original three. You think so? Oh, hands down. Uh, well, 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 I'll save my official Star Wars rankings for a separate podcast. Um, yeah, because we don't have time or <laughs> we, battery. We don't power. have time to get into that. Um. Now you just distracted me. I forgot what the fuck I was going to say. Anyway, moving on. Um, the last movie on the list is The Jungle Book, the live-action adaption that John Favreau did, which is just a really cool movie. I really like it. Another story of a kid growing up in the jungle with animals. Except for this one was raised by there wolves and then a bear. And Although the bear's not very friendly and the... No, the orangutans, like... Dude, isn't the orangutan, like... The size of like 18 houses. Yeah, it's based on... Um, it's what Joe Rogan fucking always mentions on his podcast. The Australia Pithecus or whatever. Oh. He says it like once a podcast. But I think it's based on that. There was some sort of a orangutan ape thing that was like however many feet tall. And like this just gigantic ape. Because like orangutans from everything I've heard are like some of the calmest and most like docile. Yeah. You know... Dude, the orangutan in this movie is, is voiced by Christopher Walken, too. Yeah. You remember that? <laughs> well, dude. awesome. Like, the, I don't know. Like, orangutans are definitely, they're an ape. They're an, it's a wild animal. Like, they yeah. can flip on a switch at any time and yeah. fuck you up. But it's like, it'd be a lot scarier if it was, like, a silverback gorilla. Uh, hands down, yeah. I'd be like, big ass orange dude, silverback <laughs> gorilla. I'm going to take my chances with the orange guy. Yeah. So... That was the list. I saw 39 movies in 2016. That was the stars that all of them had on a scale of one to five stars. So should we do the top five real quick? We should do the, the top five. All right. Yeah, we should do that because I have to pee. <laughs> we need to wrap this up. So I have to go pee really bad. <laughs> um, so top five. Do you, do you have yours compiled? I have okay. my top five compiled. Should we start at five and go and up? Start at five. Okay. And... Uh, Mine might, you know, it, it probably changes, but it's definitely on the watchability factor for me. On okay, but Deepwater Horizon comes in at number five. Okay, and I'm actually surprised it's that low for you. Well, you'll see which ones are ahead okay. of it. Okay, but again, it's it's one of those. Like I said, it's a watchability. Yeah, if, if it was so if this was a one and done type list, probably yeah. number one. Because I haven't watched it since then. Because it's not one of those movies that you're like. Dude, I just have I've, to watch Deep Water Horizon. Seen it like fifteen but, times since that movie came out. It's I mean, TV, I've watched it probably five times, and I just get sucked in. Like it, I'll, I like literally can't. Fall. I have to turn the TV off if that movie's on to get anything done. Well, oh but that's God. what I, that's what I'm saying though. Is like I'm not gonna like buy the movie just to watch it. Like right, and keep watching right. it. But if it's on, I'm you're watching. I'm yeah. into the movie. Yeah. So it comes in at number five, and otherwise, if it was just based on like a one time watch, it's probably number one on my list. Okay. So my number five is the Jungle Book. What's your number four? My number four is the Accountant. Oh, good pick. Just 
Oh man, that didn't even crack my top just, five. Dude, it just seems like a mistake. It's just one of those movies that like it's fucking. Great. You're watching it, and like I said, it's kind of boring at first. You're kind of like, I have no idea what's going on, and all of a sudden yeah. you like realize what's going on. You're like, oh yeah, shit, dude. it's great. Um, my number four is Captain America: Civil War. What's your number three? My number three is Deadpool. I knew it. I should have expected Deadpool to be in there. Dude, Deadpool, I could watch <laughs> forever, bro. You love Deadpool. It is just... It's one of those, like... It's a serious superhero movie. Or, like, what... Is, is Deadpool... He's not... Because he's not a hero. He kills a lot Anti-hero, of Anti-hero, I guess. He's, like, a super human killing machine. Yeah. He is that, a mutant. That kills bad guys. He's technically in the X-Men universe, so he's a mutant. Yeah, so he he's, like... He kills... Bad guys, but like yeah. he just kills a lot. But he's of also is kind of a bad guy. Like he's an assassin. Yeah. So. <laughs> he also yeah. But phenomenal movie. I can watch that movie every week. So my number three is Hell or High Water. Big fan of that movie. Okay. Okay. My number two is Fantastic Beasts. Oh okay. Can't that, leave that, that off my sense. list. That makes you know? sense. My number two is Deepwater Horizon. I was dude very. High I mean, it's a great movie. movie. You yeah. can't can't not put it up there. There's there's no arguing. Yeah. Okay. And then. Uh, you know, for both of us, Rogue One. Yep, I had Rogue One. Yeah, it was just one of those things. Like, I, I was in Vegas with my family for Christmas, and I watched, and I like left, and I was like, "So, do you have the other movies?" Like, <laughs> yeah, can we cue these up? Like, I'm ready to like, yeah, sit down and just binge. I am a big fan of Rogue One. So, did I tell you the last time I watched the Star Wars movies was like 2019, leading up to the release of Rise of Skywalker, and for the first time ever. I decided to watch them in chronological order instead of the order that Dude, they were chronological released. order is <clears throat> so hard to watch them in. <clears throat> it's kind of hard, but it's also cool. It's you the get first to the time middle three, and you're like, oh my. It's a little brutal when, when you hit that snag, just because of like the visual effects yeah. and all that. But So yeah, started with the prequels, went one, two, three, and then I watched Solo, and then I watched Rogue One, and then the same night I watched Rogue One and then A New Hope back to back. And it's so cool watching the end of Rogue One and then the beginning of A New Hope. Like it just it transitions so seamlessly into yeah. A New Hope. And then you bang out the original trilogy and then you go into the sequels. It's a really fun way to watch the story. Well, I, and, I like it. And going back to what I said earlier about how I think Rogue One's the best movie they've come out with lately, I think it's because it it doesn't follow any like okay it follows a storyline, but it doesn't follow any previously written storylines in terms of right. You watch. Um, the Force Awakens, and you're like, this is the exact same shit as A New Hope. We yeah. start out staring at the fucking stars, and all of a sudden we're on a desert planet. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's literally like, go back and rewatch it if you don't know what I'm talking about, because all three movies almost like copy the layout mm-hmm. of you know the original three and just kind of like refresh. Yeah. It. They change, you know, they tweak some stuff here and there. Yeah, but not too much. But Rogue One literally is like, you go into it and you're like. It says it's a Star Wars story. Yeah. And I don't know what that means. And you sit yeah. down, you watch, and you go, oh, shit, this is how they got the fucking plans. Mm-hmm. And you're like, and it's just, they uh, tied it in perfect. Yeah. And it's just like normal-ass people kind of being forced into being soldiers and having to deal with this threat of the Empire and all this kind of stuff. Right. And it's just a war movie in the Star Wars universe. Like, who doesn't want to watch that? That's fucking awesome. Right. And and I think one <clears> thing, too, is like the, the newest three, the... the um, sequels they try and like there's like the disney funny humor that's not funny it's just like yeah this doesn't need to be in here rogue right. one had like none of that yeah, it, it was like a they weren't trying to, the to point, be like, rated yeah right. it was like gritty right it was yeah. it was the story of a suicide mission to yeah. help try and save the republic right and you know i just like that because 
the original Star Wars movies and even the prequels, they had some like witty banter, but it wasn't yeah. like there wasn't a lot. It, it was, was it was, it was more, more of like serious. Yeah, right. We're, we're turning this into a dark story yeah. that turns into the original three, and then yeah. they come out with the prequels and. It's just kind of like, come on, Disney. You kind of went yeah. too Disney friendly on this. Yeah, yeah. And Rogue One was like, nah, we're not going Disney friendly. We're and it's it, sticking it to them. It really stands in stark contrast to the other Star Wars spinoff too, the Solo movie, because Solo is like very kind of Disney-ish, and you know, yeah. like it's a lot more lighthearted and stuff. And it it makes Rogue One look a lot better by comparison. You know, now that we've all seen Solo. Yeah. So there you go. That's our top fives for 2016. So Rogue One was. Both Matt and I's favorite movie of 2016. It was. So now, I'll run through the highest grossing films real quick. The top 10. By domestic gross, obviously. So this is just US based. Uh, you have Sing coming in at number 10. Whoa. Never saw it. 270 movie, million. Right? Huh? Animated movie. Yeah, right? it's like yeah. the... Sing. An- like animals singing yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number 9. Can you guess which came in at number 9? Nah, hit me with it. Suicide Squad. Okay. $325 million. Number so eight. It made was, a lot of movie for not being a very good movie. Uh, right, probably or all on opening. Made a lot of movie. Made a lot of money for not being a very probably good movie. Probably majority on opening <laughs> night. Yeah. Then yeah. Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. That makes sense. Only beat it by $5 million, though. Yeah, in which you would expect more from a Batman right. vs. Superman movie. Coming in at seven, Zootopia. Okay. Those with, fucking uh, Disney animated movies just always $341 million. Just clean house. Uh, coming in at six was Deadpool. Great okay. fucking movie. Although, I will say, for all of you parents out there that are listening to this, or if you do listen to this, <laughs> what were you doing taking your kids to an R-rated movie? Yeah. It not, wasn't not rated PG. Idea. It yeah. wasn't rated PG-13. It was rated R, and they literally told you this is not for fucking kids. Yeah. This is not a family-friendly superhero movie. Yeah. And they were all, like, complaining, and everyone's like, I mean, we told you. Yeah, I mean, it was it was out there. You knew it. So, you know, I don't feel bad for your kids. They probably knew those words anyways. They probably knew those gestures anyways. <laughs> There's the internet. Uh, but they came in at $363 million. Okay. Uh, the Jungle Book coming in at number five, another Disney okay. movie, $364 million. Uh, the Secret Life of Pets. Oh, wow. Totally forgot that Dude, on the list. Were... That was a great fucking movie. I haven't seen it. Oh, so good. And they made a sequel to that, too. Those were like really right, just like successful came out. movies. So that came in at number four at $368 million. Number three was Captain America Civil War. Okay. $408 million. Uh, can you guess what number two was? Was it Rogue One? No. Disney, but no. I don't know. Hit me with Finding it. Dory came in at oh, number two. Oh, shit. Okay. $486 million. Wow. And then topping the list, Rogue One. Rogue One. Okay. With $532 million. So Disney had one, two, and three, five, seven. Yep. That's about how it's been going the last 10 years. Universal so. had four and 10. <laughs> then Warner Bros. had eight, nine, and 20th Century Fox had six with Deadpool. Wow. So yep. those were the top grossing. Disney just fucking cleans it up, um, oh, dude. Once they now they have Marvel and they bought Star Wars. Like, just wait for them to buy out like Universal next, and then they're gonna have fucking Harry Potter too. Yeah, they'll basically just own everything. Um, all right, so I'll do a real quick the Best Picture nominees in 2016, and then the Best Picture winner. Nominees are Manchester by the Sea, 
um, which I I don't know if you've seen. Very sad. Very fucking. I sad. feel like I've like it's good, but it's probably really seen sad. snippets of it, and like I heard it was a sad movie, but I just never like. It's just Casey Affleck being very sad the entire movie. It's really good. There's like really good acting and stuff, but <laughs> just it's, sad. It's very depressing. Just sad. A movie called Lion that I never did see. La La Land, which is actually one of the very few musicals I've ever seen. It's actually really good. I like that movie. Um, Hidden Figures, which I had not seen until very recently, a couple months ago. Hidden Figures is a good movie. Hell or High Water, which obviously was on my list. I covered that. That's a great movie. Hacksaw Ridge. Have you seen Hacksaw Ridge? Hacksaw Ridge, that wasn't on any of these lists, though. Well, maybe it's one of those ones that was like, Released in 2017, but like it was like the first or like or late, late December, yeah, one of those things where they had it in awards conversation or whatever, you know, like maybe it was like really late 2016 and then it opened. I mean, released in 2017 or another I don't know. extremely phenomenal, like, fucking great movie, great fucking sick. movie. Um, Fences, have you seen Fences with Denzel Washington? Yeah, I've seen that. Good movie. Um, Arrival, which we already talked about, um, and then. The Best Picture winner in 2016 was a movie called Moonlight. Have you ever seen Moonlight? No. Moonlight is good. It's a good movie. It's basically about a a black kid who is kind of coming to grips with the fact that he's gay. And his single mom is, uh, let's just say, not very receptive to that. (laughs) And... He has a very, very hard upbringing. And it's kind of told in two separate parts, I think. Like, one is... The story of him as a kid, and then the the other part is the story of him as an adult, and he ends up you end up finding out that he kind of grows up to become like this drug dealer, like gangster guy. Oh. But he's been hiding this secret that he's gay like his entire life, basically. It's 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 really well done, very well done movie. Um, so yeah. Hacksaw Ridge was left off your list and the list that I went off of because it came out November fourth. Interesting. Hacksaw Ridge is but fucking great really fucking good. movie. Mel Gibson. Dude. Imagine not carrying a gun in World War Two and surviving. <clears throat> Yeah, and saving a lot of people, too. A lot of people. So anyway, that was our 2016 movie flashback. Thank you for joining us. And and the first episode of 2021. Yep. We're back, baby. We're we're back. back. May all you people have a blessed 2021. Stay healthy. Stay safe. And enjoy just browsing because uh, we got a lot of content coming your way, and we have a lot of content uh, from last year. So uh, we—I will say this—we don't got any football episodes for a while. So well, true, maybe after true. the Super Bowl, we'll do like a playoff slash season recap. Yeah, that way we give you guys weeks of uh, no football. Yeah. But because uh, I think we could both use some yeah no football weeks. We we'll get a little break from football because I think uh, I think it's much needed. But, uh, yeah, welcome to 2021, uh, season two, episode, I think it's 29. I think you're right. We'll so, just call it 29. We'll just call it 29. If it's not, it'll be 30 or 28. So, you know, just look for one of those numbers. And, uh, yeah, you know, thanks for uh, all your uh, love and support. Let us know what you guys think. And uh, we'll be back next week with probably uh, a random episode, maybe. So say, what are we, we're going to have to strategize what we want to we'll do. We'll do a random episode next week. Be prepared. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we could talk about <clears throat> lamps for all we know. I'm not in favor of lamps, but we'll, we'll, we'll brainstorm. Or boulders. That's a nice boulder. That's a nice boulder. I like that boulder. But anyway, yeah, go uh, go follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that. Go like, rate, review. 
Let us know. Send how we're us doing. an email. It's all going to be on our Facebook page. All the links to all of our pages, and you know, feel free to just comment away, and we'll uh, we'll be back next week. So yep. Till next time, everybody. Everybody have Thanks a for tuning in. Have a good day.